You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or... You call me Carl, and here on True Way Gaming, we answer your gaming-related questions and talk about your gaming-related topics. And on this episode, um, the topic that I'm going to be talking about is Gamescom 2022, ONL, which stands for Opening Night Live. And um, just give my overall, I guess, verdict and review about it. Short answer would be that I thought, honestly, it was a a good, if not great show. I thought it was a great show, to be honest. Um and yeah, that's that's the quick and simple answer. Uh, but also, I just want to go over detail on I think every title, uh, every announcement that was mentioned on the show. And uh, just in case you know, you listeners, that any of you were busy and didn't get a chance to catch up with what was announced, um, you know, I'll be mentioning it here. And then also, I just want to do share with you um, seven of my like my highlight games. I think it might be an eighth one. Yeah, actually, there is an eighth one. Um, so actually, eight games that really. What that, that I'm actually excited for out of the show. All right, so without further ado, uh, let's begin. So, yeah, it's going to be a long list here. So, I decided not to write down every single game. So, instead, I started to, uh, I decided for this episode to look at IGN. <laughs> like at IGN, they have a list of every announcement on the show. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm using their list right here. You know, give credit, credit's due. And, yeah, and let's just go every announcement. Now, just to remind you, this would be an extremely long like episode, so sort of like the announcements that I'm not really excited for. I'm just sort of gonna skim through, uh, but I'll you know tell you the name and even just the short details, whatever. And so, yeah. But um, all right, yeah. So let's begin. So the first game, um, yeah, I won't say in order. I want to tell a game. Well, you know what? This is the first game on the list. You know why not? Because I'm interested in this game. So yeah. So the first game is called Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, it's from an ex-Rockstar developer. And this game really mixes um, it mixes open world, um, well, thrilling gameplay, creativity adventure, and discovery at a multi-world gaming experience. Uh, so this game mixes all three of those. Um, I looked at the trailer. Matter of fact, the main character that I've seen in the game... Uh, he reminds me of Lincoln Clay. I think it's the same actor who plays as Lincoln Clay from uh, Mafia Three, and yeah, I looked at it. It looks cool. It looks it looks very interesting. It looks fun. Can't wait to see more about it. Uh, I do believe there's going to be um, a beta, if I'm not mistaken, of it, or more information com- to, you know to to come about this game. But when I saw this game initially, I'm like, oh man, actually that looks really good. It looks fun. I'm very interested about it. Um, and again, an ex Rockstar developer. He's um, yeah, he's the lead developer of the GTA series. So I'm very curious to see what inspiration or what ideas that he had from that series putting in this game. And yeah, the game is called Everywhere. So, uh, but I am curious if it's going to be released everywhere. <laughs> That's a corny pun. But what I mean is everywhere as in like the Xbox platform, PlayStation 5, etc. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see, I guess, right? And the second game announced that, you know, was the second game that was shown on uh, Gamescom, Opening Night Live, 
was Dune, Dune Awakening. So me, you know, I feel bad for saying this. I'm going to be honest, though. I have not seen the movie. I want to see the movie. I just have not seen the movie Dune. Heard it was a fantastic movie. My dad is actually a big fan of the film. And um, yeah, you know, I, I just got to check it out. I got to make the time to really check out the film. Uh, so when I saw it, it's like, oh, snap, a video game based on a movie. That's dope, right? What can go wrong? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I was, to be honest, disappointed that, you know, it's not a single player narrative kind of game. This is actually uh, Dune Awakening is an open world survival MMO. So when I read that, I'm like, uh, okay, skip. I'll skip past it. You know, um, you know. Again, I, I there's there's only, there's like a handful of MMOs that I like, and I think a couple. Well, one is um, uh, the Elder Scrolls Online. I actually do like that game a lot. I actually do like the MMO. Um, that MMO. I also like uh, Neverwinter. I was uh, remember I really was into that when that came out. And I think there is one more. Um, I think, I'm not sure if Genshin Impact counts as one. I think it does. Yeah, I think Genshin Impact. Uh, you know, those are the three that I'm really uh, a fan of and really thoroughly enjoy. But overall, my experience with other MMOs. Oh, in DC Universe, I like that. Create your own superhero. I thought it was dope. I made a character look like Bane and he was a martial arts character, whatever. But. That's for another episode, right? Um, so those are the four MMOs that I enjoyed in my life. Usually, I don't like MMOs besides those four. Um, because, again, I just feel like there's not that you get lost at what to do, but it doesn't really feel engaging. I really like, you know, narratives. I like, you know, I love multiplayer games and cooperative experiences, absolutely. And RPGs, you get to go on quests. But, I don't know, MMOs for me, it doesn't seem personal to me or especially nowadays i just see a lot of like microtransactions and well you know no, it, to me it, it's it's uh rare for an mmo to really stick with me um in that sense so even though this game has not released yet i don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna play i don't know what you know what story plots whatever they're gonna put in but the fact is mmo i'm like oh okay you know it's all right you know, uh, but whoever, you know, if you're a fan of that, and you're listening to this and you're a fan and you like MMOs, then awesome. This is something really to look forward to. And hopefully it's it's a great game. I hope it's. Uh, yeah. And you can also register for uh, the beta now. So you get a chance to play it early if you so choose. Now, this is not really a game, the next announcement, but there was an announcement and I was excited for this. I'm excited for this. Can't wait to see like a hands on review, so to speak, of this or I get it myself is the Sony revealed their uh, DualSense Edge for the PS5. And this is their take, so to speak, their their elite controller. Uh, but what's really exciting is that this is not, um, you know, the, the Sony didn't partner with a third-party company like, for example, uh, Nacon and or Razer, um, like they did with the PS4. They had the Razer uh, tournament controller, whatever, um, and the Nacon um, uh, controller, I believe it's called. I forgot what it's called entirely, but it was the Nacon something. Uh, but this controller is obviously not just funded, but it's also designed by Sony. And it's cool that the analog sticks is completely replaceable. So it's funny how they did that, <laughs> you know, that you can literally take out the thumbsticks and, and replace something else in. So I thought that was cool. And I think you're able to uh, buy replacement thumbsticks, which is nice. Now, to me, that is a little concerning because I'm like, OK, are they expecting this to break? <laughs> are they expecting this to go haywire? Um, you know, what I mean, instead of, you know, because I, I had a conversation the other day about that with uh, 
with uh with a Sony wall crawler. And uh it's it's really weird that you know it's cool that with companies they're coming out impulse triggers, right? Like Microsoft or well, excuse me, Sony. Um and Microsoft, you know, they have their lead controller, magnetic buttons and etc. But it's just really weird that it seems like well all three companies and by three companies I'm talking about Microsoft, Sony and, and Nintendo, it's really strange how they haven't redesigned the um the core mechanic of a thumbstick you know if you were to take the the cover plate off and you look at uh the you know the the, the board uh the, uh the controller right and the those two cube uh analog stick mechanisms like a plastic peak sticking out and um you know you can move it left up right down and how those mechanisms work is like on the sides of the cubes there's like a circular piece i think it's like sort of like rubber um some are like plastic or etc uh, but sometimes what could happen is uh that ring on the side of the cube could get dirty and it would intervene uh, intervene with the with the input of the thumbsticks and it will cause drift sometimes you could clean that and it will fix your drifting issue but a lot of times that could just wear out and then there it goes your, your analog stick and it's just weird i feel like we had a core ask like like the design of this analog stick or those that cube thing i call it the cube analog stick uh when you open up a controller and you see it on the motherboard it's just it's weird that no company has took the initiative yet to really redesign that from the ground up you know and i feel like we should be at that stage where yeah there should be a total redesign of that um especially Come on, companies, especially for this generation, has been announcing, oh yeah, thumbstick drift, thumbstick, you know, uh, especially Nintendo, that was a big thing, and, and Microsoft do sense, oh, there's thumb drift issue. So it to me, it's like it's, it should definitely be a priority, to, for companies to really come up with a redesign of analog sticks, you know, because they're really redesigning how buttons are input and triggers and all that stuff, but it's weird that the, the core thumbsticks. The thumbstick itself, they have not redesigned from the ground up, and that's what I want. Um, but other than that, it's it's awesome to see this. Um, it looks the majority the same <laughs> as the DualSense controller. I love the DualSense controller. It feels comfortable to play with. And yeah, hope is good. They didn't say it at a price point. Or I think right now you could go to the PlayStation blog and find more information out about it. Um, so I, at this moment, I didn't do that. So I don't know what the price point of this is, but I could safely assume it's not going to be cheap, especially with uh, the impulse, um, haptic feedback and stuff in it. Um, probably going to see minimum $150, especially with inflation now, probably more, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so that's something to look forward to, I guess, and God willing, I'll get one in the future. <laughs> now, the next game that's on the list is the Callisto Protocol. It's a new gameplay. And what this is, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm really excited for it. Because it's the creator, uh, Glenn um, Scofflefield, I think his name is, um, the creator of Death Space, the creator of Death Space, and you know it sucks that EA they shut down Official Games, which was the studio uh, behind um, the Death Space, and you know obviously it was a big mistake on their part. Years later, um, obviously they're making a Death Space remake that's going to be set to release, I do believe, and not. If not February, maybe January of 2023, we get the Death Space remake. And, um, you know, that was an amazing franchise that they had, but he ruined it. So it's cool that the creator, you know, he doesn't 
you know, it's like he had to leave his baby behind, so to speak. Uh, but he's taking the core aspects of that franchise and implementing it into a new IP. And I'm really, really excited for this. Really, really excited for this. Um, the gameplay was awesome. Um, had a lot of death space for with the telekinesis-like uh, powers. Um, you know, you're, I like how they remove like the health bar HUD and everything. Like literally on your character's body is the HUD. You can see how much health he has, etc. And yeah, the gameplay looks really brutal. Um, I'm not sure if these things are aliens or monsters or whatever. But um, again, it just, you know, it's a new IP. It looks great. But I love how you see the death space identity in there. And I'm actually a big fan of Death Space. Um, I love sci-fi games and stuff. And this looks really, really good. And um, yeah, I can't. And it's coming out this year, so I can't uh, wait to try it. And for myself, the game finally um, comes out. And yeah, it looks amazing. So and I hope it's good. I really hope you know it doesn't demo well. And then it's you know now that no, but but this guy he knows what he's doing. He's like a legend. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a fantastic um, title. Can't wait to play it. Um, the next game that was announced uh, on the show was Lords of the Fallen 2. And what's crazy about this is um, I believe it's been eight years since the first game released. And it's crazy because I was actually thinking about that game not too long ago. I was like, man, like I want to know what happened to that game. You know, that was like a Souls-like game and it was good, but I, I, I don't really hear people talk about it. I don't really hear people like fan out about it. It is really cool that you know eight years later, we get a sequel for that game. So um, that was cool. It really showed, uh, they didn't show any gameplay, but you know, you could tell it's a dark fantasy game and the release date is for 2023. And yeah, it plays like Dark Souls. I guess that's all we need to know, right? <laughs> How the gameplay is going to be. So yeah, um, that's cool. Especially if you're a fan of the Lords of the Fallen Part 1. I remember I got that free with Games with Gold so I could play Part 1. And yeah, I remember I started playing it. It was really hard, but yeah, I like Dark Souls, like games. Um, but yeah, sequels finally announced. The next game that was announced in the show was Moving Out 2. So I remember Moving Out 1, I wanted to play with my friends. Um, I think the only reason why I didn't play that is was because it featured co-op, but it was only local co-op. Um, but what's the cool thing about this one is that it's confirmed to include online co-op, which is amazing. Because um, part 1 looked really fun, and I think, to be honest, from my opinion, I'm not saying everyone else, that game could have been massively popular, sort of like... Um, uh, I mean, it was like uh, overcooked, right? But, you know, but it didn't have online co-op. And I think that literally turns a lot of people away. Uh, but I'm glad in the sequel that's confirmed. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to have online co-op, which I will be playing. Hopefully it comes to Game Pass as well. I would love that if it came with Game Pass. Because uh, then I'll definitely be playing it with my friends as soon as it drops and release. Now, the next announcement uh, for the... Um, of the show was Hogwarts Legacy receives a new story trailer. The graphics look amazing. They really do. If you're a Harry Potter fan, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not uh, a big Harry... Uh, I'm not. <laughs> this game, I'm like, oh, it's nice, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Um, you know, it's it's. When I say it's cool, is that I guess... It's cool to see a game that takes place in that universe, so to speak, and you get to create your own character and you're sort of living through, you know, Hogwarts and, you know, um, and, and like, I don't know, it, it's really cool just to see that it's a, 
yeah, this game takes place in the same universe, and you get to create your own character. You get to live out your own story, so to speak. Um, but yeah, but me personally, I'm not a fan of Harry Potter. I don't watch Harry Potter, um, and yeah, so yeah, not Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> And uh, now the next game, which I did not beat the first one, I haven't even started the first one, is the New Tales from the Borderlands, uh, which is, uh, yeah, it was announced back in April. And it was cool that it's coming out with a sequel. I think a lot of people um, hold the first one dear, which is Tales of the Borderland. The, it's funny, the only way they simplified that this is a sequel is that it's called the New Tales from the Borderlands. Or actually, there's no duh, it just says New Tales of the Borderlands. And, um, yeah, it's this funny story, and it's, um, I do believe this one is not being made by Telltale, if I'm not mistaken. I do believe it's being designed or made by Gearbox, so that's interesting. Um, but hopefully, yeah, it does good. Well, anything Borderlands, they do good. So, yeah, and it comes out October 21st of this year, so that's awesome. And the next announcement on the show, on ONL uh, Live, is Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Um, it's in a first expansion. Uh, it's called well, Dying Light 2, uh, Stay Human, Bloody Ties uh, DLC. And uh, it comes out October 13th, and it's sort of like a gladiator show. Sort of like a barbaric gladiator kind of thing. It gets real brutal. Um, I think he's going to feature new weapons, outfits. Um, and, you know, it's actually, you know, a whole story DLC. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I have actually Dying Light 2. I just never be in it. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's cool that we're getting us. It's cool that we are getting, um, yeah, uh, you know, DLC for that. Um, if you manage to be in the 50 something hours of content that they have for the game. <laughs> so we'll see. So the next announcement for the show was um tortuga a pirate's tale so this was very interesting because to me sea of thieves when it came out it really didn't but in my opinion sea of thieves really set a standard on cooperative and multiplayer pirates game right stealing loot you know uh player versus player combat etc for me anything you know like that really set a high bar now, see if these, you know, when it first came out, it didn't. You know, there was a lot of content lacking and stuff like that. But to where it is from from then all the way to now, major difference. Major difference. And um, to be honest, like, uh, yeah, so when I saw this game, it's cool. We're getting another Pirates game, but it's it's more like a strategy game. And to me, it's, uh, you know, there's not a lot to see about this game. But I think based on a the trailer, they showed gameplay. Like, oh, it's like a strategy game and... I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's nice, you know, uh, that's cool. You could check out the trailer and you see what I'm talking about here. But, um, you know, it's sort of, you know, to me that I'm not interested in that. So that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> but if you are, awesome. Hope you like what you see. Now, the next title uh, <clears throat> was, uh, oh, Rare, uh, was it, Ma Monerators, um, I think it's called. Uh, uh, Marooners, or I don't know how to pronounce it, to be honest. Uh, answers, um, early access this October. It's a tactical first-person shooter. Um, and, yeah, and it, yeah, early access comes out in October. Uh, me, that's cool. The shooting looks fun. My only thing is, to me, I don't really play early access games because I lose interest in them. Um, one example, the only game that, um, that 
did not happen with me or I didn't lose interest in was uh Galactic Rock. Um, I think it's called Galactic Rock. It is a the first person shooter. You play as four doors and uh, yeah, Rock Galactic or something. I forgot the title. <laughs> so bad. Um, but I remember I played that early access and I played it and then. You know, when it officially released, I actually got back and was was playing the game, had a great time with uh, my friends, and you know, it's a great shooter. It's a great first person shooter. Um, but usually, other than that, my most of my experiences with games from preview um, is like I play and I, I beat what has to offer at that moment, and I go, okay, well, I have to wait until content comes out for it, and then it's like I lose track of it. So I, I'm waiting until like, for example, Second Extinction. Second Instinction comes out, which is a first-person uh, cooperative shooter, and you fight um, just dinosaurs. And I'm waiting for that to be officially released. Um, praise God, yeah, because when I, I played the, the games with preview, it was awesome, it was fun, and I was like, man, I wanted to keep on going, and, you know, other games caught my attention, and I don't know when the game is going to be officially revealed, but yeah. So in other words, I sort of stay away from games with preview. Uh, but if you like that, you know, something to look forward to. It's amazing. Now, the next game that they did announce, which is actually, I can't front, is really exciting. It's exciting. And, um, oh, matter of fact, I forgot to put that on my list. So, you know, I have nine games. It's Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers, officially, uh, official release date is November 8th. Um, and to me, I love it. I love the world that it, sets, it looks like it's set in. I love how they made it, like, fantasy. Uh, it reminds me of, like, to me, it reminds me of, like, Sonic. In Final Fantasy or something, um, I just I just love it. I love the details of it. I love the gameplay, what we saw, um, the boss battles that we will fight, and to me, it just looks like an exciting title. It looks really good, and I hope it's really as good as it looks. And definitely um, focused. You know, I'm very curious about the story. I'm also very curious to see if we'll see any other Sonic characters feature, like Knuckles, for example, Tails, Shadow, etc. So. Um, I can't wait for this title to be released. It looks amazing, not just graphically, but also gameplay-wise. And I think I, I might have heard some like negative uh, critic feedback, like "Oh, this is not Sonic." But you know, I, at the same time, I'm, I'm happy to see that in this title they are taking risk. And I, I think I love that. I love how I, I, I love when a company, game developers, they're not afraid to take risks. And good risk. I'm not talking about take a risk as, oh, we're going to monetize this game to the ground up. Not that's not the kind of risk I'm talking about. Uh, but I, I like when they're trying to, like, I think about, for example, Resident Evil 7. How Resident Evil 6 was, you know, they made it like John Woo Presents. And to be honest, I love the Resident Evil 6 as well. But Resident Evil 7, they were trying to go back to his roots, but they, they, they tried a dramatic change for the series was to make it for the first time ever first person. Um, and also the setting, where it was sort of like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Or you see a, a family, and then uh, the family's crazy, and etc. In, in a farmhouse and stuff. Um, and due to them taking that risk, um, the game ended up being massively successful. And and look at that. And now they even took a risk with Resident Evil Eight, where they put werewolves and like vampires and stuff so it's really cool to see that you know um that with sega and with sonic they're trying something new they're not playing it safe in a good way and i'm to be honest i'm really liking in my opinion what i'm seeing so i really am excited for this game 
And the next game that was announced was a game. It's a new IP from a brand new studio, Aquatic Dream. Um, I think, and it's called Under the Waves. And it's a narrative-driven adventure game in the ocean. So, yeah. Do you like that? Something to look forward to. Another game also that was revealed at Gamescom was Goat Simulator 3. And actually get gameplay. It looks hilarious. It looks fun. It looks hilarious. And, uh... Praise God, yeah, I think you can play a cooperative. It was released November uh, 17th. And, um, yeah, it's more chaotic. And it's funny. I haven't played first uh, part one or part two, to be honest. So the fact they made a part three, very interesting. Um, I might check this one out. It looks fun and funny. All right, so the next game that was announced was Return to Monkey Island. And it was announced that it arrives in September. I have not played part one or part two, but the fact that there is a new, um, an official new release for this game uh, in the series, I think it's exciting. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see just a classic uh, franchise make a comeback, make a return. So yeah, and that was another one that was released. So another game that was released, or was announced, excuse me, is a game called Moonbreaker, which is from the creators that did Subnautica, um, and they reveal their sci-fi um, strategy game. And yeah, it looks cool. Again, I don't really like strategy games other than Halo Wars, um, but if you're into that kind of thing, you know, and it does look good. It does look good. Uh, but if you're into that kind of thing, then there you go. Um, and so the the developers of Subnautica, the are they do a fantastic job, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Me, it's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, it's not about me. <laughs> Moving on. And uh, to the next announcement they show, and this one I was very curious. Very, very curious. So there's this game called Friends versus Friends. And this game, you know, you see in the trailer, it was like first person. Uh, the, the graphics look um, awesome. I like how it was like comic booky a little bit, um, if that's a word. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, but with the interesting twist about this game is that it's a first-person shooter with a card deck-based ability system. So I'm very curious to see how it's going to be implemented. Um, and, and based on when I see the trailer, it looks fun. Um, and again, it, was just, it looks hilarious. When you look at the trailer, there was a part where um, the guy was shooting like an alligator behind a bar or something like that. And, you know, just PvP combat. And it just it looks fun. And I like that. Um, I like that, and with the car ability, I'm like, okay, you know, let's can't wait for the full game to come out. Um, and it looks colorful, and I, I like the art style. And again, it's a first-person shooter. I'm definitely excited to try this game, and this was one of the games on my list that I was excited to, um, that I'm excited for, and looking forward to. Another one that I'm really excited about that was shown and the OBL or ONL, excuse me, is Lies of P. So. It's a Pinocchio game. It's a dark take. Um, some will describe it as a super dark take, but I'll just say dark. It's a dark take on Pinocchio, <laughs> uh, but it's a Souls-like game. And it's really cool. Uh, based on the trailer, I liked what I saw. The narrative looks awesome. You see Pinocchio's father, and he's like... I don't know. It's, it's, it looks crazy. You, I, I highly recommend checking out um, the trailer and... You know, the player must guide Pinocchio on his journey to become a real boy. So I don't know what that means. Like, like I don't know, like, what he has to do. Um, but it definitely, you know, the creatures in there you fight look crazy. And, and 
it's crazy how they took uh, like a Disney character, so to speak. I mean, it's not published by Disney anyway, and but you know how they put a, a spin on it. You know, very interesting. If you look at the gameplay, it looks very fun. And to me, I, you know, like um, Dark Souls games, like Elden Ring is dope. And yeah, I really like it. Um, and I can't wait for this game to come out. Definitely looks interesting. And um, definitely the graphics too. You look at the trailer, the graphics, outstanding. Really, the lighting effects, uh, the big swords that he, he gets to wield, uh, the powers that he has. Um, this game definitely looks like, wow. And I like it. Again, it's like, I mean, even though it plays like Dark Souls, right? At the same time, I, I, because I was gonna say like I like how they're taking something new. Like this game looks like, you know, um, something a risk, so to speak. You know, they're taking Pinocchio's character and that whole story lore and and making it to something new. At the same time, it's a Dark Souls game, so it's literally gonna play like Dark Souls. <laughs> but that's not entirely a bad thing. It's just, I don't know. How many Dark Souls games would it take for us to get fatigued, I guess, you know? But anyway, very interested in this game, and I'm looking forward to it. The next game that was announced on the show is a game called Stranded Alien Dawn. And it's a, it's a open world. Um, you fight for survival. Not sure if it plays like a RTS, um, but yeah, based on the trailer, I thought it was, or it looks like it. Um, can't wait to see more about it. You also... Um, I do believe you get to like build stuff to survive, build houses, etc. So yeah, we'll see. Now the next game on the list, and this is where I put it on my list, where I'm very look interested, is Atlas Fallen. So it was a whole CGI trailer. Oh, that looks cool. All right, watch it be like an MMO, right? Because literally, like your CGI trailers don't impress me, right? I like, oh, that does look cool. That looks nice, but. I don't know. I blame it on. I'm trying to remember. There was a particular title. I think maybe. I'm trying to remember what. And is it League of Legends? No, it's not League of Legends. It's a. It's a. Oh, there you go. Magic of Gathering. There you go. So there's sometimes where they see Jaitra's Magic Gathering. Oh man, you see a warrior. You know, fighting evil. I'm like, oh snap! That looks epic. That looks dope. You know, you see him like swinging swords on enemy, like he's slaying enemies and stuff, etc. And then they go play the card game now. Like what? You can't. I can't do that cool stuff. I can't swing my sword and you know shoot a bow and arrow and and slay hundreds of enemies or whatever. It, it, you know, no, it's a card based game. So to me, CGI trailers doesn't look all that. But after this trailer, well, this trailer it showed the whole like CGI segment. Oh, that looks nice. Then actually showed gameplay, and this game is actually from Deck Thirteen, um, and the player's primary weapon is sand. So I guess we're sandbenders, you know, which is awesome. And, um, yeah, and it's cool. Like, they were just, like, slaying monsters. You have sand abilities. You go to, you sort of get to, like, sand surf and stuff. It's, it looks really epic. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, a fast-paced action. Like, you get to slash things up. Sort of reminds me of, like, a, sort of like a Devil May Cry kind of style action take. And, um, yeah, when I saw this, I'm like, man, this looks really awesome. And it's uh, Focus Home Interactive. And, again, I like this company. They're not afraid to try stuff new. And it looks really great. I can't wait for the title to be released. And I'm definitely keeping my eyes open on this one. Now, the next game on the list is called Homeworld 3. Um, it receives a new gameplay trailer, and it's a strategy game. And yeah, it's a sequel to a strategy game. I don't know much about it, to be honest. Again, like I mentioned earlier in this uh, podcast, I don't really play strategy games other than Halo um, Wars. So, yeah, that you know. But if you are a fan of 
Homeworld 2 or 1, whenever that came out, what system. Um, hope, you know, Part 3 is coming and you get to look forward to it. Um, they also, uh, the next announcement was Genshin Impact uh, 3.0 update. And yeah, Genshin Impact, I like the game a lot. I haven't played it in a while, but it's very cool, very good. And yeah, uh, big update is coming. Now, the next update, or excuse me, next update, uh, the next announcement uh, for the show was that the developers of Genshin Impact, they are um, announced a new game, a brand new game. And um, it's called Honkai Star Rail, if I'm saying that right. Honkai Star Rail. Uh, Star Rail. And yeah, it's a anime game, and I don't know, I'm pretty sure it's safe to assume it's an MMO. Uh, but yeah, it looks really, um, it looks really good. It looks really good. Graphics awesome. The trailers, oh okay, you know. And I felt like I was watching an anime, and you know these people know what they're doing. <laughs> so the developers know what they're doing, and I think it's gonna be um, great. Or at least I hope. And uh, the next game, uh, which I'm excited. This game is day one of day pass. I definitely want to give it a try. Um, hopefully they do have a center button um, because there's a lot of cussing. Um, which, you know, to be honest, bothers me. Um, I, I like, I, I wish more games do like what, um, what was it? Uh, Bullet Storm, uh, Bullet Storm, uh, uh, loaded clip edition or fully loaded edition or whatever. Um, they had a sensor button, so you, it beeps out all the cursing and stuff, but you get to enjoy an action game without all that stuff, you know, playing through your ear. Uh, but this game is called High on Life and it's from the creators um, of, um, it, it's, it's from the, um, co-creator, uh, Justin Rowland from the Rick and Morty, um, series. And, um, it's really funny because first of all, the art style game looks gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's a first person shooter. Your gun talks to you. The back of your gun has eyeballs and actually has teeth and a mouth and, you know, talks to you. And you also have like a knife, sort of a knife slash grappling hook that also talks to you. And yeah, you're shooting aliens. And um, I do believe it's like an open world game. Um, but it look, it's it's funny. It's it's funny in a lot of aspects. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it was, it was shown, a boss fight was shown on the show of them fighting uh, sort of like an ant creature, so to speak. And it's funny, as you're shooting this um, this boss... Your gun says, oh, just admit it. We're hurting you. I think we're doing damage, you know. And it's really funny, just those kind of comments. And um, it's a colorful game as well. And again, it's coming day one to Game Pass. And um, and I can expect it is going to be hilarious because, again, it's from the creators of Rick and Morty. I have not seen that show. Um, but based on what I saw, this boss fight, and there was another clip that I saw um, that on IGN, there's another uh, gameplay you can see. Um it looks funny. It looks hilarious. Um, so something to definitely look forward to. And again, it's going to be day one of Game Pass. Um, I am highly excited for it. And I think I, I don't think you just use one gun. I think there's multiple guns. But it's definitely... And what I like about it, again, is, is it's, it's unique. It seems very unique. And that's what I love about it. It's that it's unique and, and um, you know, it seems silly, right? Everything I'm probably describing. When you see the game in action... You know, I think you'll be like, oh, wow, you know, actually, I want to give this game a try. It looks fun. And it's, it's a, you know, it steps away from a serious tone. And I feel like we have a lot of that today. We have a lot of that today. And again, like I mentioned, there's a lot of developers 
that I see in a lot of games that try to, I feel like today they're trying to mimic what is popular. How can we make millions like this game does? Let's have the same gameplay, but let's put a different skin on it. Let's put a different gift wrap over the game. Uh, but let's offer the same combat, the same features, etc. So when I see games like this, High on Life, um, you know, it's awesome. It gets me excited. It stands out and it looks fun. And I love that. And um, yeah, I just wish more of the game um, industry is not afraid to try something new. You know what I mean? So yeah, with that said, I'm moving on to the next announcement. And this was another game. Um, on my list called X-Pass, and it's from Telltale Games, um, and yeah, it's um, it's really cool. It, it looks like this is the biggest Telltale Games ever did, because uh, it's not like you are sort of, and they also show like behind the scenes, but what I like about what, I, what I've seen is that you're sort of not like sitting in the audience, just walking through this game and making decisions. There's actual exploration in the game where you're you're in a spaceship, you're a scavenger, and a spaceship um, is in multiple parts, different parts, and there's actual combat involved, um, and um, you actually get to control this character, where this character flies, um, and you get to actually walk around the ship, um, not from a side view, so to speak, like from the left side of the screen to the right, you actually have a 360 control, so to speak, and... It looks really engaging, looks fun, and it looks awesome to be honest. Um, definitely excited for this game, especially it looks uh, some of the decisions you have to make look really serious, and I just love that. I love when games they give you choices, not only choices, uh, but there's like sort of like a norality system in a way. Um, but in other words, it adds replay value, and that's what I like what I'm seeing with this game. Now, the only thing with me is that it is a Telltale's game, and I love Telltale's games. There's nothing wrong with it, except for one aspect. And one aspect that I'm thinking about is that they say, oh, yeah, you get, you know, depending on the choices you make in the game will tailor your experience. And that is mostly true, but there is some decisions or some events that are unavoidable. And to me, that's where I feel like, oh, that's not exactly accurate. Um, one example I think about was The Walking Dead Season 1. Um or rather, uh, The Walking Dead, yeah, not, not season one, but uh, actually, yeah, season one. Yeah, season one. Um, there is a character, I forgot her name, but she's like a news You meet her in the first episode. Uh, she's like a news reporter. She doesn't know how to put batteries in. She doesn't know how batteries work, pretty much. And what I don't like is, regardless of what decision you make, you could choose to save her in the first episode, but she would die in later episodes or you could choose to save the other guy she dies in episode one you know what i mean so like no matter no matter what you choose either she dies to episode one or she would die later and it's unavoidable and that's what i don't like so when you advertise a game the game is tailored based on my decisions um that i make like, like that's what i like about um man of medan for example the dark pictures allergies uh anthologies whatever um is that Literally, based on your decisions, every character could either live or die or in between. To me, that tailors according to your uh, game experience, you know, according to your choices. And so Telltale, I feel like they haven't nailed that yet. I feel like regardless, there is some stuff that are unavoidable. And yeah, that doesn't really give you a decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. 
So that's that's what I mean. And now I'm going to be moving on to the next announcement of the show. Thank you so much, guys, for bearing with me. The next announcement on the show is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game. Um, I know it's a low-budget uh, movie back in the day, so it's very interesting to see that they are, yeah, they're releasing a game based on this. Um, yeah, it was in the 80s. Uh, this 3 versus 7 title is going to arrive on PS5, Xbox uh, Series X and S, Xbox One, PS4, and PC in early 2023. So, yeah, I guess the three players, they're going to be the clowns. They get to shoot at the seven other people. And that's the thing, too, that I was just talking about uh, with a friend the other day as well, is that, you know, it's uh, I'm seeing, like, people... Right, they're making games a horror movie. Like for example, I think not too long. I think this past E3 or something, or not E3, but Microsoft Game Show or something. We we seen, or Summer Game Fest. We seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It plays like Dead by Daylight, you know. And we're seeing like other games, like every horror game, is, you know, or oh, the Evil Dead game, basically the same concept as Dead by Daylight, and um, well. Kind of, kind of, because the, the survivors, you, you know, they get to kill and zombies or whatever like that. I don't play the game. To me, it's very, very dark. But um, you get to slay, like, you know, the, the creatures and, you know, the zombies or whatever. And But it's about one player playing as the, the villain, so to speak, and there's, like, four heroes. And, yeah, you're trying to, I guess, escape or you're trying to return something. I don't know. It's the same concept, so to speak. Um, and I, I just feel like between that one versus four kind of thing, that this one is three versus seven. But I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the gameplay yet. Um, but, I mean, the trailer, there's some glimpses of the gameplay. Um, but I can only, I'm assuming, probably something I shouldn't do, but I'm assuming that, or what it looks like to me, based on what I've seen in the trailer, that all seven survivors, they're trying to escape. And again, we've seen the same thing with Dead by Daylight. We've seen Friday 13th etc so to me i feel like oh okay you know like i feel this is this is like a prime example of okay like i get it's three versus seven but in terms of gameplay what are they trying that's exactly new um but that's just my opinion i'm not trying to be negative about the game but i'm just you know something i observed now moving on to the next announcement um man i don't know how to pronounce this to be honest so the fallout and skyrim veteran jeff um Gardner is making a new uh, new RPG, and yeah, and uh, well, there's a new studio called Wicked Games, and the game is like Warn Warn Song. I think it's that's how you pronounce it. I'm not too sure to be honest, uh, but it's a dark game, and yeah, it's RPG and conspiracy, supernatural stuff. I won't be playing it, but yeah, they're coming out with a new RPG. Yay! yeah and um yeah i'll be honest yeah when i've seen this i always get like uh really age of vampires the next announcement was age of vampires 4 there's two new civilizations that you get to play as um and that's it so moving on now to be honest i kind of lost all hype for this next announcement and the, the the announcement is gotham knights so the cool thing is and you know it's launching earlier than expected it was delayed earlier this year or even last year i think um and they finally put a a, a release date on it of t- october 21st of this year um and yeah it's 
you know, uh, we get to see villains like, you know, uh, was it Mr. Freeze is in there, Harley Quinn is in there, and also Clayface. They are the major villains on this in this game. And to be honest, when I saw the recent gameplay demo, um, and, you know, Red Hood, he's going to be using, like, non-lethal rounds and stuff, and it kind of looks, I don't know, the gameplay didn't captivate me. Um, it was just something about the gameplay. It, it wasn't captivating me or how you travel around. It just seems very off. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm very skeptical about this, this game. Very like, okay, you know, I wait until it releases and, and I'll look up some gameplay myself and, you know, see how this game is. Um, but yeah, but if you're excited about it, don't let my opinion, you know, opinion steer you away. If you're excited about this or you're hype about the game, that is amazing. It's coming out earlier than expected. It comes out October 21st of this year. So, hope you, you know, you get to enjoy it. Now, there was another game, uh, this next announcement, it's called Where Winds Meet, and it's an open world uh, action game set in medieval China, and it looks really dope, it's an open world RPG uh, set in the Ten Kingdoms era in medieval China, and um, yeah, you get to slay stuff, slash, hack and slash, um, you have choices with abilities, um, you get to uh, join and influence different kingdoms. Um, and yeah, it just it looks awesome. It, you could hunt. There's combat. There's horseback, uh, horseback riding. And you can see the trailer itself. It looks outstanding. It does look great. And I'm, I'm excited to see this. Definitely can't wait till the game comes out. Hopefully it's good. And the next announcement um, that was definitely on the... Where's the Lord? What was it? Um... And the show was Park Beyond is a new amusement park simulator. So yeah, you get to build your own park. So that's interesting. And then the next announcement was, I think it's, uh, there you go. So it's Pokemon Company and Mini uh, collaborated, uh, the car manufacturer uh, Mini. And um, they're bringing, it's a Pokemon themed car. Um... The car is designed to be a playful as the game is, uh, which I don't really get. I think the front of the car has a projector screen. Um, inside, you see a big screen, and the car is fully electric. And their inspiration of that was Pikachu, since he's an electric-type Pokemon. You can connect your game console to the car, and that's where I think where you, you know you have the projector in front of the car. You get to see, you know, which I think that's really dope, um, and etc. And there's going to be more details about it, uh, but yeah. I can only imagine this car is going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. So, yeah. So, that's cool. And then the next announcement was a 2D slash 3D hack and slash Phantom Hellcat. Looks very, very cool. Very good. Combat looks fast-paced and it looks fun. Can't wait to see it. Um, and, uh, yeah, hack and slash sort of like a Devil May Cry. And it's cool. It looks really fun and uh, can't wait to see when it comes out. Not sure they gave a release date. Other than maybe, yeah, I have no idea. I'll check that out. But yeah, it looks really cool. And the next announcement from the show was that Warhammer 40k Dark Tide not only receives a new trailer that goes a little bit more in depth into how the game plays or the story, but thank you, Lord, it also have a release date, um, which is uh, November. Um, it comes out in November of this year. Uh, November 30th, I think. 
wait, November 20, I kind of forgot the date, but it's November. It comes out this year, November. And, um, and that's awesome. And again, it's going to be day one of Game Pass. Um, I can't wait. I'm excited. Then, um, the next announcement was a game called Dorfo Man, um, Tick. It's coming to Switch, whatever that is. Uh, which is a positive, you know, it was Steam. It's an overwhelmingly positive game. It's coming on a Nintendo Switch. And then the next announcement was, uh, let's see, uh, Blacktail. It's a game called Blacktail. Um, and, yeah, you play as a girl that knows witchcraft. And, yeah, you know, some crazy stuff. I'm like, eh, I'm okay. <laughs> but, yeah, Blacktail. Um, I think they dropped the release date, uh, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But yeah, that was announced. And now the next game, it's funny because the the an episode 50, when I had uh, Mika featured in my show, um, one of the games that we spoke about in that episode was Outlast Part 3. Um, we're like, man, we haven't heard anything about the game. We haven't heard anything about it. And what's very interesting is that for um, Gamescom, it was at an, an opening night live, they actually finally showed off a new trailer of Outlast Trials, or Outlast the Outlast Trial. That's what it's called, and it takes place during the Cold War era. It's a cooperative game. Uh, you can play solo or up to four friends, um, and yeah, it's a prequel to Outlast because it takes place in Cold War, and yeah, and it's very very dark, <laughs> very graphic, um, and stuff. And you could yeah not only show off the trailer, but they also you could um, play the beta. Um, so you can play the game early. That's in October 28th uh, to November 1st. And I think you could you have to sign up for that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, very interesting take on the franchise. Um, I'm glad that they're not taking... They're not taking what Part 2 was and expanding on that. Uh, to me, I stood completely away from Part 2. Um, yeah, because they went straight up like Antichrist. And I'm like, nah... Not touching that. Uh, so, yeah. So, I stood away from Part 2. Um, but, yeah. Part 3 Trials, um, it looks uh, interesting. And you're trying to escape. And you and your friends are trying to escape. And you're pretty much being hunted. Um, so, yeah. So, the closed beta. You want to sign up for that? Definitely look it up. And, yeah. You get to play the game as early as October 28th to November 1st. So, definitely see about that. Um, and hopefully, yeah. The game goes out soon. Now. Let's see. So, the last game, and this is the last game on my list, and this was close to show. I'm very happy about this. Is because <clears throat> this game, the part one, I should have actually looked up when part one was announced. But uh, excuse me, not part one, but uh, all right, Dead Island. This game, Dead Island. Dead Island 2 was officially uh, shown off again, gameplay was shown off, and they also dropped the release date for Part 2, So, which is very exciting, very, very exciting. And uh, Part 1, Part 2 was announced, I do believe, in my, to my knowledge, off the bat, I could be off about this, um, I do believe it was either sometime 2000 and... I'm not sure if it was 12 or 2013 or so, but the game has, for years, has been delayed. It's been a long time. 
Uh, so it's cool that out of nowhere, this is random, is that not only they released a new trailer for the game, um, but they shown gameplay and dropped the release date for February 3rd, 2023. Now, with release dates today and this day and age, obviously not every release date is solid. So I'm still holding my breath on this one. Uh, but, I mean, they've shown gameplay, how the game is going to be. That gives me a lot of conf- confidence. Now, even though it wasn't a gameplay demo per se, it was a trailer showing off just gameplay. Um, but that's that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that we had that. And hopefully, uh, I think it's, it is playable on Gamescom, if I'm not mistaken. So hopefully we get to see some other videos of how the game actually is on people's hands. Um, but... It's just a few months away, um, <clears throat> I think five months to be exact, and um, well, well, it's not September yet, so yeah, September, October, November, December, and then January, February, yeah, so six months. Uh, when it's September, it's going to be five months away. But what's cool is that the lady on stage, who is the narrative director on this game, uh, she was saying that they had to rebuild the game from the ground up, and they started this game four years ago. So that's cool. It's not like, oh yeah, we started two years ago and we plan to release this day. No, no. Four years, I think it's a good enough time. It's enough time to have rebuild a game from the ground up and make a game. Now, I'm not a game designer, of course. Absolutely, I'm not. But it's cool to see that this game has not been forgotten. It's no longer stuck in development jail, so to speak. We actually have a release date. It actually does exist again. Um, it was long believed that it was canceled by Deep Silver, but I'm glad that Deep Silver and uh, uh, was it uh, Dan Busters, I think the name is called, of the studio, um, we get to just see a hack and slash zombie killing game, um, an action uh, action uh, slash RPG, and to me it's cool. To me, it's a step up from what the original was. I like in the trailer again. It's the trailer where you see the actual gameplay that like you don't hit somebody, you see numbers on screen. Like, Yo, you did this amount of damage, um, and yeah, it looks like it's just all about fun. So I'm happy to see finally this game making a return, um, and they dropped the release date on it. I think they, I think they, this announcement hit it out the park. I think it was an awesome way to end the show, and also just in terms of the developers, I, I think it was a good. The timing I think was perfect. And I think how they did this, not only like the timing was perfect as in not only they just, again, just announced the name. Oh, it's still coming, guys. And they showed a CGI trailer. They showed a CGI trailer, gameplay, and bam, a release date. So I I think that was awesome. And I wish more game companies did that, you know, especially for how long people have waited for this game. And we're finally, it's finally coming to our hands, which is awesome. And yeah, and then that was the whole opening night live Gamescom. And yeah, just in case, again, if you didn't have a chance to watch it and you didn't want to invest in the two hours, I summed the whole show up pretty much in less than an hour. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope that was, uh, you guys enjoy this episode. Um, overall, I thought it was a great show. Again, as I was going through this, I'm like, wait, actually, I like this game. But again, two hours worth of content to remember is tough. Uh, so that's like about nine games that I was looking forward to. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, like a nine games. Like a nine games. What the heck am I trying to say? Nine games that I was looking forward to um, out of the whole show. Um, it's High on Life, Everywhere, Friends vs. Friends, Callisto Protocol, Lies of P, Atlas Fallen, Expanse, um, Dead Island 2, and, um, oh my goodness, what was the other one? 
I just said that. I already caught up. <laughs> I forgot the other one. I forgot to write the last one down, but it was nine games. I promise you that. Uh, but yeah. So, and that's it. And that's all for me in this episode. Guys, if you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Chuwei Gaming. If you have any questions and or uh, gaming-related topics you want me to address here on the show, you can send an email at twgpquestions at gmail.com. Make sure you, you leave your uh, right question and or topic at the subject bar. Make sure you leave your name so I could properly address you here on the show. And then God willing, hopefully your question or topic will be featured in the next episode. If you want to stay tuned to me on social media, you could um, follow me at twgp. No, sorry. Yeah, Chuway Gaming on Instagram, uh, Chuway Gaming on Twitter, um, and also you. Um, I do have YouTube channel as well, Chuway Gaming Podcast. You could tune in on um, on YouTube, and um, yeah, subscribe there. And am I missing anything else? And again, Chuway Gaming is available on all major platforms. I'm on Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, all major platforms. And um, again, just if you're tuning into this and listening to me with all my heart, thank you so much for your support. I know things, um, you know, again, I'm showing commitment. I'm, I'm back and doing episodes weekly. I plan. And I just thank you so much for for just taking your time out to listen to this episode. And please, you know, tell your friends and family about True Way Gaming. Tell them if they want an interactive experience to ask me questions or um, etc. or just another podcast that talks about games and um yeah just tell them about your way gaming and um yeah i love you guys god bless you also also most important thing forgive me almost forgotten how can i forget is that also with the the email for twb questions um i'm also accepting prayer requests as well i am a christian um and you guys are important you know, and if you need prayer, you have any repair, prayer request, excuse me, I forgot to mention, even in the last episode, um, you can send your prayer request through that to that email, d, uh, twgpquestions at gmail.com. You can find it in the description of this episode. Um, all right, guys. So, yeah, I love you guys. God bless you. Jesus loves you. My name is One Way Soldier, and this is the end of my transmission. Phew.